And here we go, 60 minutes of great radio. We are glad you're here on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Coming up, a little preview of the next semester of Annex University. That is a client-exclusive thing that we do. Ask Annex with a bunch of great questions, a Roth IRA rollover. Somebody's going back to work. How do you plan for a second income? And then mutual funds versus ETFs and a bunch more. And then a little bit later, hear the difference, a great Annex Wealth Management client story. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, folks, we've had a semantic debate all week on what is a recession. So we received our long-weighted number on GDP, and unfortunately, it was a negative number. So that gives us two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. And the reason why I say it's a semantic debate is some economists are arguing that we are not in a recession. Right. I mean, not just economists, also the president and Janet Yellen and even Jerome pal from the Fed all suggested that with unemployment below 4%, uh, you don't really have the the criteria that would typically match a a recessionary environment. And again, we've talked over and over about the the magnitude of this bear market decline and the magnitude of which will be defined by whether we avoid a recession or whether we have a shallow growth trajectory for a few months. So you look at these two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP, and there's no question that is a slowing of the economy. But what the Fed is doing right now in an effort to try to fight inflation is raising interest rates. And these interest rate impacts are still yet to be determined because this could happen again in next year. And that is my concern that we're going to have a slowdown now. And then these Fed rate hikes are going to kick in perhaps next year. And so that's the reason why we're paying a lot of attention to this. But there's no question that we've seen businesses cut their inventory. We've seen housing markets start to slow down. In fact, these higher rates are certainly slowing down the economy, not to mention supply chains still remain under stress. Right. And, you know, as the Fed is trying to weaken demand, they're trying to do this in the context of things on the supply side that they really have no control over. They can't control what Putin does in Ukraine or with natural gas going to Europe. They can't control what the supply chain issues have been in semiconductors. They can't control the fact that a lot of people don't want to go back to work. So it really is an interesting situation that they find themselves in. But I have to say, what we saw this week with the market suggests that the maximum pessimism is passing. And just think about what we had this week. We had a huge miss on GDP, yet the markets went up. The Fed funds rate by 75 basis points said their focus remains on inflation, yet the markets rallied. Russia turned down the gas flow to Europe, markets rallied. And when bad news doesn't take markets down, it really causes people to rethink their their theses because at the end of the day, the market will anticipate a turn well before the economic data does. That is for sure. And that's on a macro look. On a micro look, we're seeing the earnings reports come out and a lot of S&P 500 companies have reported and their earnings have been good. Right. Median beat has been 7%, 76% of those reporting beat estimates. Overall, uh, a medium of 4% beat on the top line. I would point out, though, that the beat rate is the lowest we've seen since the first quarter of 2020. So directionally, it's going the wrong way. But I would just characterize earnings season thus far as much better than feared. And so you look through all of these companies, at the end of the day, that is something the markets will look at. If a company increases its revenue and perhaps its net income, then you can look at multiples. And that is something we spent a lot of time because what we have seen in this contraction that we've seen in this bear market is that multiples have contracted, but earnings really have. In fact, it's the second largest derating of multiples in 30 years with the multiple going down 6.7%. That's more than what we saw during the financial crisis. 
It's more than we saw during the pandemic. So the price action alone has discounted a lot of negativity. But this week, we had any number of great reports. Apple had a great report. Amazon had a great report. The oil companies on Friday reported gushing profits. I'm sure that'll get the attention of someone in Washington. You know, Microsoft, while it, it missed on top and bottom line, gave good guidance in the conference call. So the big tech companies have actually delivered in a softening growth environment. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano is President and CEO. We've got them for the whole hour, so stick around. There's a whole lot more to come. If your recent discussion has been with your spouse or your friends and neighbors about needing a plan but just feeling paralyzed because of everything that's going on and maybe sitting out and just kind of waiting to see how the dust settles, rethink that. How about a steady path? How about a professional path? How about a fee-only fiduciary path that's not going to sell you something? Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, that's what we do at Annex Wealth Management. And you can start on a weekend. Just head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, by clicking that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Saturday the 30th. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. We are back in advance. Just want to thank you. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sure, appreciate you spending time with us on a weekend. A couple of things you might want to think about. Sign up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. You don't have to be a client for that. Connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube with 1,500 Annex Wealth Management produced videos. Good stuff. Highly searchable. We've got a brand new SWAT podcast that's Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. That's uh, members of the Annex Wealth Management in investment team. It's fresh every Monday morning. goes pretty deep. It's on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, and along with Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, everybody knows everywhere that we have inflation. In fact, we just got a four-decade high of an inflation print. And of course, the Fed has that front and center, and they are trying to attack that. But we got an FOMC meeting this week, and, uh, and of course, they raised it by seven. 75 basis points, followed by some speeches by not only the chair, but the Treasury Secretary, Derek, and both of them were pretty cautious. Yeah, they were. I mean, they, they acknowledge that the economy is slowing. I mean, the debate over whether we're in a recession is is certainly up for grabs. But but generally speaking, I thought what Powell did during the press conference was very interesting. You know, rather than give forward guidance or show dot plots, he actually said, look, you know, we've got two months until our next meeting. We're going to see two months of data on CPI, unemployment, and the rest. And then based on the data, we'll either move forward or not. And I think the market took that as a positive because, you know, when you think about it, having a negative GDP and also a Fed that may or may not be backing off on this aggressive rate hike cycle, it gives hope to investors that the balance sheet reduction will continue. But at the same time, the Fed will lessen the speed of these rate hikes. That is the glass half full. But of course, you know, we talked about a stagflation economy more than a year ago, a stagnant economy, which we're seeing, obviously, while we're having inflation. That is a double whammy. But the glass half full is exactly that because employment is still at 3.6% and in parts of the country even lower than that. You look at what is on the balance sheets of consumers, more than $2.5 trillion, and they are outspending, as reports that we saw from 
from a number of companies, including American Express. Right. We saw that the same thing from Visa. I mean, we did hear an interesting report on Friday, though, from Procter & Gamble. Now, this is a company that you would think would be able to weather this storm fairly well because people need soap and shampoo and the rest, no matter what the conditions are. But they pointed out that at the low end, they are starting to get a significant decline in consumption. And that is people, you know, essentially having to prioritize their expenses with food prices up so much and gasoline prices up so much. Fortunately, gasoline prices have moderated a lot recently. Mortgage rates on the 30-year, which were over 6% just a few weeks ago, are now at 5.13. And the 10-year has dropped all the way to 2.64% from 3.48. So the Fed has, has really got its work cut out for them, but the market has done a lot of the heavy lifting already. And let's talk about this. There's a term called neutral rate, and that is a term that's been thrown around, and I'm not sure everyone gets their armor on that concept. What is the neutral rate? Well, the neutral rate is the rate that they believe will, will basically have no major effect on economic activity either way. And when people were saying the Fed was behind the curve, they were saying that because the Fed funds rate was essentially at zero, yet the two-year note was trading almost 3%. So as the Fed has moved closer and closer to 2.5%, which they believe is neutral, that two-year has also started a rollover as well because the market is anticipating the slowdown that the Fed is trying to generate. So the bond market is actually believing the Fed here. One more thing I do want to cover, and that is as we raise rates here in this country, it does have an effect on our dollar, and that U.S. dollar, of course, has a major impact on exports. Right, and Apple, in fact, talked about that in their conference call the other day. I mean, essentially, the dollar is making their products more expensive, and perversely, you know, as the U.S. continues to raise rates, you'd think the dollar uh, would weaken because basically people would assume slow down down the road, but in fact, since we're the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry, the <laughs> The U.S. continues to be in an oasis with with higher rates and the safety that only the U.S. Treasury can provide. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. We got them for the whole show, but got some great team segments coming up. The waters are choppy. The skies are cloudy. I mean, whatever analogy I can come up with, you know it. Maybe you haven't even opened up your latest quarterly statement because you just don't want to face it. But if you're going about it with no plan at all, do something. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We would love to help. Know the difference, folks. One team, one plan, one fee. This Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and this is a team segment. Stephanie Emmons is Manager, Client Service and Operations Team. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Glad to be back. You know I'm a fan of that client service team at Annex, and our clients are very aware of them and what they do on their behalf. But for someone who doesn't work with Annex, what is that quick elevator speech on the client service team? Absolutely. Our client service team is involved in, in just about everything that the client touches here at Annex Wealth Management. They are helping with paperwork preparation and, and our client onboarding. They're helping clients with money movement in and out of their accounts here at Annex. They're helping them schedule appointments with either one of our wealth managers or one of our specialists here at Annex. They're really the puzzle solvers of all the questions that come in from our clients and help make our client experience dynamic. You know, folks, every single thing we do on our radio shows is directed at everybody. There's no paywall on our weekly market recap. You don't have to have a login for the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. You don't have to pay for Axiom, our uh, weekly newsletter. When you're a client, though, of Annex Wealth Management, 
The door opens to some very special content and offerings. We're going to talk about something we're really proud to offer to our clients. That's Annex University. Stephanie, a new semester is about to start, and you're kind of the unofficial dean of Annex U. How do you describe it? Annex University is really an extension of what we do every day in our conference rooms and on the phone and an email with our clients, and that's educate. And there's a lot of really complex topics that our clients have to work through and, and on and with over the course of their journey, their retirement journey, their accumulation journey journey and we're here to help them with that. So we took some topics that were a little bit more complicated that might take a little bit more time in an annual review and said, you know what, let's focus on that. Let's bring the specialists to our clients directly. So we offer things where maybe the whole class is about an hour long and we're focusing on things like when's the right time to take social security or how do you go ahead and and figure out when and how to apply for Medicare and what are all those different options and letters mean? And so Annex University is a way to bring that information directly to our clients. Stephanie Emmons, manager client service and operations team. Let's talk about some of the new semester classes at Annex University. It is a client exclusive, covers many topics. Well, we're right on the doorstep of August and here we are. We got one coming up on the 11th. What do we got? We sure. We've got Annex University Medicare Basics. This is one of our most popular classes. Everybody at some point is going to be faced with the question of taking Medicare. You know, as we continue to age, we get that opportunity. We get all the mail. It says it's time for you to select something for Medicare. And so we try to help our clients navigate through that, understand the terms terms, the timing, and make sure that they feel prepared to make an educated decision. Um, It's a huge milestone and it's really complex and there can be a lot of anxiety that goes with that. So Annex Wealth Management is here to help. All of our workshops, all of our Annex University courses are on Zoom, which is fantastic so that we can have clients participate from all across the United States and And beyond. We'll give you the time in two different time zones, but again, it's Thursday, August 11th, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. That leads us to our next webinar in the new semester of Annex University. Right. So uh, one of the things we do at the end of every Annex University course is we ask all of our participants for some feedback. What are some topics that are important to you? What are some things that you're just unsure about? And the idea for a course on long-term care really came from the feedback directly from our clients. So our next long-term care course is on Wednesday the 17th. It's at 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central. And we've realized, you know, as we do our research as well and stay on top of everything, about 70% of Americans over the age of 65 are going to have some kind of long-term care event at some point in their life. That's incredibly high number. So we want to make sure our clients are prepared. So the workshop, the course itself takes a look at what are the different kinds of long-term care options? How do you fund them? How do you find out about them? What are the benefits, the disadvantages? Which type of plan would potentially be best for you and your personal family situation? And then what conditions go with each one of those? Are there certain pre-qualifications? Are there things you need to consider before you even explore one of those options? So we've seen some great attendance at those workshops, those courses as well, and hopefully they're helping our clients feel more comfortable. And that's just August for Annex University. Let's talk about September real quick. Right. So in September, we just keep going. The semester is rolling along. So on September 8th, we have one of our most popular ones, which is our estate planning basics, led by one of our estate planning attorneys here at Annex Wealth Management. Um, And that's a great one, too, to really understand the terms of what goes into a basic estate plan. So that's a fantastic course for anyone who's interested in learning more about that. On September 21st, we have Saving the Family Cottage. And we're only offering that once during this semester. That's a really interesting course about what happens if if your family has, you know, some lake property and, and mom and dad decide to pass it on to all of the siblings, but one of the siblings lives in another state and isn't interested, what do you do then? Oh, it's so tricky. It's hugely tricky. And so we want to make sure that our clients kind of understand where to start that conversation. 
going into October and November is really great as well. So in October, we have Social Security Basics. And that's another one, too, that at some point, all of our clients are going to be faced with the question of when do I take Social Security? So we talk about how we go ahead and analyze those decision points for our clients. And then later in October, we have one of my favorite courses, which is the Gift of Education. And that's where we talk about how do you help save for education, both for pre-college and then for post-college, and what are the options, what are the benefits? In November, we also we will bring back the Medicare course. It's one of our most popular courses. And then we end the semester with our advanced estate planning course. Um, And that takes a little deeper look at some of the estate planning basic topics, but goes into a little bit more about trustee responsibilities and trusts and things like that. That is a little bit different topic that we want to be able to spend more time on. All the stuff we do, what's the best way for a client to keep up to speed on everything that's going on at Annex University? AnnexWealth.com and going on to the Client Center is where we list all of our Annex University courses. You can register directly on the site. Each week in our client Axiom as well, there's always a list coming up of our current courses. You can register for them directly from the Axiom. And for everybody else, maybe it's time to jump on board with a fee-only fiduciary that's education-driven on interesting topics. Stephanie Emmons, Manager Client Services and Operations Team with a big involvement with our client exclusive education series annex university thanks for joining us thanks danny this is money talk the annex wealth management show for saturday july 30th let's get caught up and head to the wtmj breaking news center know the difference with annex wealth management time for ask annex we are an open book if you got any questions for us head to our website annexwealth.com look for the ask button if we can help Click that Get Started button. Joining me in the studio, Sarah Kyle, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thank you. Randy Winkler is a CFP and wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to you. Thanks, Danny. Well, let's get going because we got a bunch. Our first one is from Al. I'm 68 and I have a small amount in a Roth IRA that's seven years old. If I roll over my former employer's 401k into this Roth IRA, will I still have to wait five years to withdraw these funds without penalty? So there's a lot to this question. And what I believe Al is referring to is the five-year rule with Roth IRAs. And there's actually two five-year rules. There's a five-year rule for contributions and for conversions. But starting with the fact that his small Roth IRA has been open for seven, however the money got in there, he satisfied it, whether it was a contribution or a conversion. Now for the second part, when he's saying he's rolling his employer's 401k, let's start out assuming that he meant a Roth 401k. If it's a Roth 401k going into the Roth, he's already satisfied the five-year rule, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Not only the principal but the growth could come out tax-free. Now, if he meant it exactly as he wrote it, that his employer's 401k moving into the Roth IRA, you can't do that directly. He would have to do a rollover from the 401k to a traditional IRA and then do a Roth conversion, which means he would have to pay taxes on the money. But again, because he's 68, the five-year conversion rule only applies if you're under 59 and a half. So to make a long story short, Al does not need to worry about the five-year rule of either case, contribution or conversion, but he will need to worry about paying the taxes if he's going from a traditional 401k, not a Roth 401k. Next up is from James. What are your thoughts on co-signing for a loan? Well, James, I think under the right circumstances, co-signing is a good thing. It can help someone get a loan that may not qualify for one on their own, obtain a lower interest rate on a loan, and help improve their credit score if they make the payments on time. But remember, by guaranteeing a loan for someone else, you are taking on a considerable risk. If the co-signing agreement doesn't work out, you could severely damage your credit and your relationship with the borrower. So make sure you enter in this agreement knowing that you may have to take over the payments at some point and be okay with that. 
if you don't qualify by yourself as a loan, you're not a great credit risk, right? So should you even be getting the loan, Randy? Well, it could be somebody who just has no credit history. So they don't know if it's a good risk or not. If it's a younger person, maybe a college student or just out of college and they have no credit history, so they don't know if they're a good risk or a bad risk, so they require co-signing at that point. But many cases, it is somebody who's had a bad history and they're requiring somebody else to take on some of the risks so it's not just on the lenders. What's your experience been with parents telling their kids maybe establish some credit? And how do you do that? What's the best way? Well, I think when your child is in college, you just have them pay for something on auto pay via credit card. So let's say their cell phone bill or a cable bill. Just have them set up auto pay on that credit card with the credit card, and that would suffice establishing some credit. Yeah. After having a discussion that that's what they're using the credit card for and not <laughs> for, you know, hey, I've got a big limit. That's exactly. money that I can spend. Yeah. Next up is from Bob. My wife has been staying at home with our kids for the last six years and is now re-entering the workforce. Should be making about two-thirds of what I make. Any advice on what we should know that our income is going up significantly? Well, I really like the timing of this question because I think most people ask this question later in a different way. They'll say, hey, we had two-thirds more income coming in and it's all gone. Where did it go? By asking ahead of time, he gives them the opportunity to put a plan in place. So I should say that Bob and his wife, they should think about what's the goal for the money. Do they want to save for retirement, maybe fund an emergency fund, an HSA? Put a plan in place. I don't want to use the B word, but uh, if you don't have a plan for your money, it's just going to wander off. There's something called Parkinson's law that says that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. There's a derivative of that with money that says that expenditures rise to meet income. So if you don't have a plan for this money, your expenses will completely eat up the income with lifestyle creep that you probably won't even be noticing it happening. So putting the plan in place, fund for the goal that you're striving for, and you'll be in good shape. Ask Annex got a question for us. Head to our website, look for the Ask tab. Next one's from Ron. Why are mutual funds still around? Seems ETFs are far more flexible. I had to laugh when I read this question, but um, uh, mutual funds and ETFs serve very different purposes, but the mutual funds are actively managed by professionals who are trying to beat market returns or their respective benchmarks, and ETFs are passively managed. They track the performance of a pre-selected index, let's say the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ 100. So here at Annex, we actually use both low-cost ETFs and actively managed mutual funds to create a diverse portfolio. So there's a, a good reason to have both. Yeah, how we use them, for example, let's say we wanted to have 7% of a portfolio in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So that's 30 companies. We don't need a mutual fund manager. We don't need to pay the mutual fund manager to pick those 30 companies. They've been picked. We'd use an exchange-traded fund, which is very tax-efficient, and we know what we hold. But let's say we're getting into a more complicated area like bonds or international investing. Then we think it's very much worth it to hire a manager who's got expertise in that area. And we're knowing that we have additional fees, but we think it's worth it for that expertise. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button if we can answer your question on Ask Annex. Look for the Ask button. Randy Winkler, a wealth manager and CFP at Annex Wealth Management, thank you. Oh, glad to be here. Sarah Kyle, wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, thank you. My pleasure. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Saturday, July 30th. We are going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment, another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management 
that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say... You must be really good at retirement by now. <laughs> You've been retired for 31 years. Yes, sir. What were you doing career-wise before then? I was in law enforcement in one of the bigger Midwestern cities. And you had a full career with them. Yes. Carol, how about you? I'm a registered dental hygienist, and I still have my license, so periodically I'm still working. Every once in a while I get back mm-hmm. in the game. So yes. how old were you when you retired? 53. What did you do at 53? Did you just kind of sit in the backyard or did you pick up something on the side? Negative. I went to work the very next day because I knew I had to stay busy. And I've been working every day since then. You told me you were on the SWAT team and a SWAT team is a high intense pressure job. You were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? At 53, I was ready to pull out. I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay. And I knew I could find another job to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The city uh, that I was worked in had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go. Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working. Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes. I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words. Extremely, extremely happy here. (laughs) This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in? One of the probably off-base questions is, it's right down the street from our house, but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, There were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant Hmm. have led me straight forward all the way. I would never go anywhere else than Annex. Now, Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in 20 once years? Once in, in 20 years. What's your relationship like with us? Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And 
Our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to, oh. to do that. And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call or we're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them. Or they call. They send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people. Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh, you did? We did. Great. Nice. Yes. And they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of, and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said well, it's time you think about this with your, we have a blended family. because Both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children. And we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers, and he led us right down the path, and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that oh, we've got everybody here. They do. They're right here, and you call, and you're taken care of immediately. As somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I really can't say. I've led a charmed life. Everything besides losing family has gone great. We're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex. I agree, 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to, to kind of hear the difference, and having you come in here and kind of share your experience, hopefully it's going to help some others. Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. You know, I see Roger and Carol every once in a while. I always shake Roger's hand, but I always hug Carol. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back on 620 WTMJ. We are back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton. You know, I've been in radio for a long, long time, and I know that people sometimes check out radio stations or programs that they not normally do during the course of the week. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard about Annex Wealth Management. May I suggest head to our website. It tells the whole story. It's AnnexWealth.com. But we do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, the most important part. And this is important, folks. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Derek Felsky in the studio. He is Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, also joined by Dave Sp- Bono, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Yeah, thanks, Danny. There's a couple topics we want to get to before this show is over. And we certainly started the show talking about one of the tools that the Federal Reserve has to try to combat inflation, and that is raising interest rates. But there was this term that we've talked about for years, probably a dozen years or so, called quantitative easing. Well, they have pivoted on quantitative easing and now are starting to tighten. Derek, please clear that up. Well, what they're essentially doing is, you know, they bought a lot of securities, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, and so their balance sheet just ballooned from $3 trillion to over $7 trillion. So essentially what they're doing now is they're allowing those obligations to run off. So as those securities mature, they're not going out and buying them again. So that's draining some liquidity from the system, and that takes a while to hit the economy. We've also seen that M2 growth, which is growing at like a 40% annualized rate at one point, is now down to an annualized rate of one. 
2.4. So while people are going to focus purely on what the Fed does with the Fed funds rate, you also have to consider what the effect of their pivot in the fixed income markets will have on liquidity. So we'd still expect a choppy summer. We know earnings have been revised downward recently, lots of uh, stock price downgrades. We've certainly had an, an incredible rally with the S&P up over 8% for the month and the NASDAQ and small caps up 10 But you've got to be more selective going forward. And that's what I would advocate to our listeners. Yeah, that's that's right. And there was a lot of stuff in there. But uh, folks, you know, we know that we have a slowdown, but let's not forget that in the fourth quarter of last year, GDP was up 6.9%. And of course, there is the trillions of dollars that went into the market, 6.4 trillion of government spending. So a pullback was somewhat expected. But there's some other news that came out of, out of Washington this week as well. And there was really two bills. One was a semiconductor bill, and the second was a framework for the build back better bill. Well, it's build back a little smaller, I guess that's how I'd categorize it. I mean, originally the thought was a couple of trillion dollars. It's not going to be anywhere close to that, but it does, you know, invite the idea that there will be more liquidity in the system in the sense of stimulating the economy. And that semiconductor legislation, you know, as we look to onshore and more and more of our key uh, strategic things like semiconductors or or pharmaceutical agreements, I mean, that's certainly a plus for the semiconductor industry. And we saw that for sure during the pandemic. And you can actually argue it's a national security issue to bring some of those semiconductor chips. I mean, we still are having trouble finding cars today. And if even if you ordered one, it's still months, if not a year out, because they have cars without semiconductors in them. So we look at, for example, what's going to happen from that. And the second thing that we saw out of the pandemic was exactly what Derek talked about, which was pharmaceuticals. So bringing both of those on shored uh, are going to be a major impact. And the last Last thing I want to leave with, of course, is really what's happening with your portfolios. And we do know, obviously, that we're in a bear market, and it takes time to work our way through. The good news, of course, Derek, is that there is another side of this. There absolutely is. I mean, I think we've all gotten used to sort of the V recoveries that we saw when the Fed would basically step in and and, and quiet things, whether it was the great financial crisis or or post-pandemic or in the midst of the pandemic. This time, the Fed really isn't on our side to that degree. So the the magnitude of this recovery may be a little bit more prolonged, more of a U-shape. And that's essentially the way we're approaching it from a portfolio management perspective, you know, add incrementally at various points where valuations are attractive. And then when it's clear the Fed is pivot, add to that equity allocation and make it a significant overweight because at these interest rates, stocks actually look more and more attractive relative fixed income. Great show today, Danny. Thanks for uh, for setting it up today. And of course, if you're listening and you want to take advantage of a wealth metric, there's a place to go. There sure is. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. If you're looking over at the calendar, all of a sudden you realize that Monday is August 1st. August is really when everybody tries to you know, cram in everything that they didn't do in the summer into that one month before we kind of get back into the fall. How about getting your investment, retirement, and tax planning and estate planning in line for what's coming up? Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. That is a simple exchange of information so we can get a hold of you and you can get a hold of us and we take it from there. And if it's the right fit and we think it's going to be, you decide to work with Annex Wealth Management as a fee-only fiduciary. Again, if we can help, it's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. See you back here next Saturday, 10 o'clock, right here, 620 WTMJ.